Well, I think it's safe to say that so far, the Phillies have won the Michael Lorenzen trade. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Baseball fans, welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you don't believe me, I'm going to show you my lower third, where they call me Sully. Hey, uh, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off for your first purchase. Last minute tickets and the lowest prices are guaranteed you can follow us at lockdown mlb pods on twitter and on instagram i'm your pal sully i'm at sully baseball on twitter sully baseball podcast on instagram uh hey uh thanks to gabby hurlbut who is my guest on yesterday's show we did a crossover show it was a lot of fun we talked about the red Sox and their basically their spot in the american league east right now and uh, go listen to her show. I the, the show that was on the feed yesterday was on her feed as well. That's that's why it's a crossover. But she's our wonderful new host here and a fellow native of Connecticut like your pal Sully is. Um, yeah, let's get right to it. Uh, the uh, There's one trade that looks like the front runner for the trade deadline winner. It's the Phillies picking up Michael Lorenzen. Now, look. When the Tigers traded their all-star to Philadelphia, it was the right thing to do. Tigers aren't going anywhere this year. Lorenzo was a solid pitcher. And, hey, infielder How Yu Lee may turn out to be a great player. He's a 20-year-old infielder who's in high A right now, and he could be a mainstay for the Tigers for many years to come. But the Phillies got what they needed and it's funny, with all the aces bouncing all over the place around the trade deadline, Lorenzen has made the best first impression on his new team. In his first game, which he pitched in Miami uh, last week, he allowed two runs in eight innings and got the 4-2 win for the Phillies over the Fish. Today, he made his debut in Philadelphia. His mom and his wife were there. His wife had... Uh, their baby in one arm and they both were holding up their cell phones the whole game are they aware that the game is being recorded by a professional television crew i digress well he made a hell of an impression on philadelphia fans because he threw a no hitter he threw a no hitter against the washington nationals who have been playing a little better so it doesn't matter you throw a no hitter hey fans here's our new toy here's his no hitter it's pretty amazing in his second game, he threw a no-hitter. Uh, Joe Musgrove also did that when he threw the uh, no-hitter that I predicted when he pitched for the uh, uh, the Padres. Um, by the way, uh, this is with Sarah Langs, the amazing Sarah Langs posted about 7,000 interesting things about the, the no-hitter. I love this one, that the last two no-hitters prior to today thrown in Citizens Bank ballpark were in the postseason. You had the Roy Halladay no-no in the 2010 Division Series against the Reds. 
Last year, you got the combined no-no by Christian Javier and the Astros against the Phillies in the World Series. There were other Phillies no-hitters, including uh, uh, Cole Hamill's final game with the Philadelphia Phillies. But this was the first uh, this was the first one in a while, in, in, a, in a decade and a half, uh, that was a regular season no-hitter at Citizens Bank Ballpark. Oh, by the way, um, uh, Godspeed to Cole Hamels, who retired officially uh, earlier this week, who had a wonderful career, was instrumental, and in, he was the League Championship Series and World Series MVP for the Phillies in, uh, in 2008 through a complete game shutout to clinch that series against the Cincinnati Reds in 2010. In two of the three games, the pitchers threw a complete game shutout. Um, then Roy Halladay, no-hitter, and then Cole Hamill's complete game. Uh, he wound up playing the postseason with several teams, including the Rangers, including Chicago, the Chicago Cubs, and he wrapped up his career, and it was a wonderful career. He's, he's going to be one of those pitchers who – um, you know, the Brett Saberhagens of the world who had a really high peak um, championships, not quite a Hall of Famer, but had a wonderful career and should be getting standing ovations for the rest of his life in Philadelphia. But I digress. Um, let's uh, Lorenzen got a career high 111 pitches after eight innings, but good for Rob Thompson for letting him finish it, for getting a sense of the drama of the event. Uh, Michael Lorenzen had the quote of the night, which is, I've always wanted to throw a no-hitter. That's I, I love that. Direct and to the point. And so, hey, you know, the Phillies, good for the Phillies. It's the sort of thing, a big win like that could provide, I don't know about how much momentum, but it certainly will energize the team as, they, you know, as they're moving forward. Um, and I guess it takes a no-hitter to take the attention away from Shohei Otani for just a day. Uh, Otani pitched right down the five from where I'm sitting right now through six shutout innings. And surprise, he got the win. They actually won a game that Otani did. Uh, he, he got help from somebody else. This time it was a home run by Mike Moustakas. And the Angels beat the Giants. And the that mixed with the Philadelphia win means the Phillies are now tied for the top spot in the National League wildcard race. And the Phillies and the Nats are going to play uh, Thursday. It's right. I mean, I'm recording this late Friday night. The Phillies and Nats are going to be playing on Thursday afternoon. And if, and the Giants are idle. So if the Phillies win that, they'll be the top wildcard spot, have that to themselves in mid-August. If they lose, then the Giants will. So, you know, look at it's, there's still a month and a half to play, but this sort of jockeying for like, okay, let's let's put ourselves, and this is why at this point in the year, I do think it's interesting to take a look at who is in a specific playoff spot because you get to that point where you're like, it's 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 under our control basically. If you get into a wild card spot with about a month and a half to go, you can look in the mirror and say we control our own destiny. If you're always scrambling and trying, you need someone else to lose and to have your your team win. Uh, th that's needing a lot of different cooperation from other from other teams. Once you control your own destiny and you go on a winning streak, look, it doesn't always work because the Mets had a lead 
last year and then played winning baseball the rest of the way and the Braves still caught him. But if you can control your own destiny and keep winning, I do think it makes it kind of interesting at this point, which brings us to the fish. Because right now, if you would wake up, if you're a Marlin fan, like Peter Pratt is all the way out there in England, you wake up on the morning of the 10th of August, you check the standings, the Marlins are a wild card team. Josh Bell got an amazing, had a great day against the Cincinnati Reds, who've lost a bunch of games and they've now fallen out of the playoff hunt, at least for the time being. Uh, Bell homered twice. He became the first Marlin to ever hit a home run from each side of the plate in the same game. Uh, everyone looks at the one De La Cruz with Cincinnati, but the other De La Cruz, Brian De La Cruz, homered in the ninth, gave the Marlins the lead. That mixed up with the Cubs' loss to the Mets, put the Marlins in the playoff spot for them by themselves at this date. And I just got to say, the Cubs lost because you know the Cubs have surged their way into the playoff spot, and for at least a, for at least a day. They, the Cubs were the third wild card team, but they fell off with their loss to the Mets and the Marlins' victory. I have this question every time I, I'm, David Ross must be driving every Cub fan crazy. And I was about to sing his praises a few days ago by the fact that the Cubs have been on this big winning streak. And then you sort of see how we managed the game today with the Mets. And you're like, what are you doing? The Mets have, are, are, a mess right now. Everyone knows the Mets are in full rebuild right now. They haven't blown up. They haven't tanked, but they've said, we're not playing for right now. We're playing for the future. And they still pitched to Pete Alonso. And Pete Alonso hit the game tying home run and eventually set up the Mets victory. What are you doing pitching to Pete Alonso? I don't get it. I don't get it. Sometimes things just, do you know what? I, I can't claim to understand everything. But I'll tell you one thing I understand. It's how to get decent tickets. And we'll talk about that right now. You know, look at I love going to games. It's a it's a big thing for me. And I I went to the games between the Red Sox and the Giants. But now they're going to be some back down in Southern California, and there are going to be some big games down the stretch involving the Dodgers. And, you know, say what you want about California fans. The Dodgers draw well. And so I want to see some of these big Dodger games down the stretch. But, you know, how do you grab those tickets? I'll tell you how you grab them. You grab them through game time. Because buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater near you. They got killer deals on last-minute tickets, which I'm going to be keeping an eye out for for these Dodger games, and you get the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped about the fun you're going to have. And you get exclusive flash deals on tickets for any sport you want, any event you want, and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same location, same section, and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And you get images of the seat you're about to buy, so you know what to expect when you get there. Say, I don't know if that's the seat I want. We'll get something else. And you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps. You're set, and they're sent directly to your phone, so you don't have to dig through your email ever again. 
Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Here's what you got to do: download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On MLB for twenty bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices. They're guaranteed. My dog is barking out there. She barks at two things. Raccoons and me doing a podcast. Hey, I think what my dog Eleanor is telling me is that I should mention something about the Mariners. I've been some people have been getting on the line as if I'm giving the Mariners shade. The Mariners are one of my favorite teams. I'd love to see them do well. And if you notice, the Mariners are on a rampage right now. Now, look at the Red Hot Mariners. They call up their top pitching prospect, Emerson Hancock, to go against Hugh Darvish and the San Diego Padres. Hancock was, was, was great. He pitched five innings, two hits, one run. You can't really ask more than that in someone's big league debut. The final score was 6-1 to one Mariners. That score is deceptive. It was 1-1 going into the eighth. The Padres' bullpen collapsed. Cal Raleigh homered. And look, at I've always said it's never the wrong time to win seven games in a row. That's exactly what the Mariners have done. And they've moved within one game in the loss column of the Toronto Blue Jays for that final wildcard spot. So, look, at the Mariners weren't the most active team at the trade deadline. But you take a look at them, you take a look at the talent they have on the team, you take a look at the fact they've been winning games left and right, it is not out of the realm of possibility to think that this team could catch the Blue Jays. They're certainly playing with a lot more ferocity than the Red Sox, the Angels, and the Yankees have been recently. And look, if they come on and they wind up getting that third wildcard spot, they have the talent to go pretty far. And who knows what this this young kid, this young kid Hancock, who knows what you're going to get up from him. By the way, I mentioned, uh, uh, you know, the Mariners are chasing their cousins from the 1977 expansion, the Toronto Blue Jays, for that spot. Uh, they're one game, the Mariners one game in the loss column. Um, good on the Blue Jays for holding on to a one nothing win over Cleveland. And Cleveland and Toronto play on Thursday afternoon. A lot of good day baseball going on on Thursday. So you know Seattle fans are going to be rooting hard for the Guardians so they can climb just a little bit closer, that, they, that they'll be tied in the loss column if the Guardians can actually win that game. Now, I mentioned Christian Javier uh, and that combined World Series no-hitter earlier in this episode. Uh, Javier pitched on uh, Wednesday through five innings. Uh, they were not no-hit innings, but he got the win. The Astros blew up in a close game against Baltimore. This is the second. It was The final score was 8-2. to two. Um, It was super tight until the final innings. This is the second straight day the Baltimore bullpen looked really shaky which is not a good look for a team that has World Series ambitions. But the Astros have World Series ambitions. I mentioned with Gabby, you know, the thing about the American League is the team has to win the pennant. We are having the World Series this year, and the American League has to have a representative. And the Astros are looking like they're getting into playoff shape. You know, their pitching is coming around. Their hitting is coming around. Altuve had a terrific game today 
in the victory against Baltimore. They smacked around the Orioles, a team that would look, what, invincible just a couple of weeks ago. This is what I mean. It's team, the, the American League pennant winner is just going to be whoever happens to be hot at that moment. I think the Atlanta Braves are a definite front runner in the National League. And they had a weird back and forth, back and forth game uh, that ended on a called third strike. Uh, they defeated Pittsburgh, I think it was 65-5-4. I actually don't have that score in front of me. I did see the final play of that game. But Atlanta just looks like, you know, that was a game that they probably could have lost, but they're winning those games. They're winning the games they could have lost. They're winning the games that are blowouts. You know, the Braves right now are the front runners in the National League. There is no front runner in the American League. Someone has to beat Atlanta. And in the American League, someone just has to get hot. And you take a look at the Rangers, who just, you know, not too long ago looked like they were on fire. And today they lost to, to Oakland. They were shut out. It was a bullpen game for Oakland. Freddie Tarnock, who came from, I think it was from the Sean Murphy trade. I know he was a, a Braves farmhand. He got the bulk of the innings. Uh, uh, Zach Geloff. Got his six home run. He's played fewer than 30 games. He has six home runs. There's always someone fun and exciting on the A's, even when they stink. And, you know, Jordan Montgomery pitched for Texas. He was one of, he was more sought after than Lorenzen. And, you know, he didn't pitch badly, but the A's lost that game. They were shut out. And speaking of shutouts, the Dodgers shut out the fading Diamondbacks. Oh, poor Miller Thomas. The Diamondbacks are just falling apart. And the great irony, it was Peralta, of all people, who got the go-ahead hit. And a uh, little notice that Evan Phillips is settling into his new role as L.A. Dodgers closer. Who knew? Who knew? But we're taking a look at that. The National League, you know what? You got that front runner. And, you know, the Dodgers could do it. The Dodgers could potentially beat Atlanta. But, man, you're going to have to see those starting pitchers come back. The Braves just look solid, even with some injuries that they've had. They're winning games that are, you know, that are close. And the fact of the matter is the Braves just look tough. And right now I'd be stunned if they weren't playing in the World Series. Uh, we talked a lot about the American League East yesterday, so there's not a lot to go on there. The Rays wound up losing. They couldn't pick up that game on the uh, Baltimore Orioles. but And, you know, McClanahan's out for the season. You know, the, the Rays just strike me. If the Rays wound up winning the division, it wouldn't stun me if they didn't make it out of the division series. Or they could wind up winning the whole – they could wind up going to the World Series. I don't know. They could get hot, too. It's weird. Um, but the Red Sox, they dust themselves off. They won again in their yellow uniforms. They only lost once with their yellow uniforms this year. It was the other day when they just didn't look like they realized the game counted. But they got some few timely hits, including one by Verdugo. And um, they wound up beating the Royals 4-3. to three. It, was, it was actually a pretty good game. Uh, Kenley Jansen let up a home run in the ninth, but still got a save. Once again, showing why... The, the save stat can be so deceptive. You know, Kenley Jansen pitched one inning and allowed a home run in that inning, and that's a positive thing because he got the save. 
I don't know. Look at I, I. It's I'm just happy the Red Sox won, and it's more or less at this point just you know Trevor Story is back. He didn't particularly play very well, but you know he's back in there. You know Verdugo after a couple of brain dead games got a couple of big hits. Yeah, at this point the Red Sox just saying let's you know, play winning ball and see what we got in 2024, and you know keep bringing up kids. What happened with the Yankees was uh, man. Uh, the Yankees played the Chicago White Sox, and the you know the final score was I think it was ninety two ninety three. It was it was a close game that just got away from them. But the thing that must be really discouraging for Yankee fans is Severino. They tried to bring in an opener so Severino could avoid the top of the White Sox order. And so, okay, maybe that would ease him into it, like he would face the bottom of their order and then you know, get a little momentum behind him. It didn't work. He let up four runs the first inning he was in there and put the Yankees in a terrible spot. And he's just been, I mean, his ERA right now, I'm, let me, I actually forget what it was. It's, it, it's not good. It's not good. I I I had uh uh the the window open on my computer. I had a tab open that had that uh the Yankee box score in it. Here it is. Yeah, the final score was nine to two. Um, and again, it was actually a pretty close game. Uh, it was a it was a five to two game, which is you know not great, but certainly not uh a blowout. And then the Yankees just played sloppy, and the uh, White Sox put on four insurance runs. So it was nine to two. Um, Severino, I'm not forget forget his win loss record. I mean, it's two and seven, but forget that. His ERA right now is over eight, eight. And the, because of the fact that Herman is basically he's out for the rest of the year because of the you know the the substance treatment program he's in, um, Rodon is on the injured list and i'm sorry but when you're on the injured list and it is mid-august uh i know it's at the 10-day injured list it's never just 10 days it's never just 10 days and you know you can almost i mean is he going to come back i don't know and neither do you but severino's era is in the eights and he it's not like he's pitched two innings he's approaching 70 innings and this is over 14 games. This technically wasn't a start. So he's made, you know, 14 appearances, 13 starts. And his ERA is eight. And, you know, Clark Schmidt, you know, Cole, Garrett Cole is, and I said this the other day, could be and should be the Cy Young winner at this point. Um, Clark Schmidt has been... I don't know, adequate. Nestor Cortez looked pretty good his first time out, but again, he's coming back from an injury. You can't have him go deep in the game. The bullpen is gassed right now. And the Yankees, I mean, this is the thing that blows my mind. The Yankees have, if they wanted to contend this year, they had to put on the aft thrusters in the second half of the season. Since the beginning of July, they've won one series. They've split or lost every other series. On June 4th, 
they were 11 games over 500 and a playoff team. Since then, they've been seven games under 500 in the 53 games since, and they're in danger of falling to 500. If you keep, if they keep losing series, then in like three weeks, they'll be a 500 team. They're cooked, they're done, and there you go. But look at, you know, for years and years, people were complaining about the Red Sox and Yankees do too much. Red Sox and Yankees do too much. Rejoice then. This is the year you've been asking for all this time. Bunch of day games going on. And uh, so, you know, I'm going to be checking scores while I'm at work today. And we're going to see. We're going to see if the Marlins can hold on to that spot. We're going to see if Seattle can continue. Well, they're, I mean, they're not playing. If they can chip a little closer with a uh, Toronto loss, we're going to see. But most of all, we're going to see what happens with Philadelphia and Washington the day after Michael Lorenzen pulled off his no-hitter. And I'm going to pull off yet another episode of this. Uh, No one answered the question yet from yesterday, so I'll ask it again. Only one person has won the ALCS MVP for the losing team. A former Red Sox legend was the only winner of the ALCS MVP and doing so for the losing team. That's your trivia question to put here at YouTube or Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram or at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Celebrate Michael Lorenzen's welcoming to Philadelphia party. This has been Locked On MLB for the 10th day of August 2023. Easy for you to say, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. My name is Sully.